Hello and welcome back to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets. I'm your host, DJ Mitchell, here today to go over the six-game Monday slate. A little bit better than our Friday two-game, where we're actually going to have a little bit to work with here. Um, but yeah, I think we just get right into it. No real preliminary notes. Uh, we could just get started with Columbus and Buffalo, but please rate, review, do all that stuff. It really helps out the show a lot. I know the other guys plug it better than me, but yeah, definitely. If you're listening, I'm guessing you're already subscribed, but you know, subscribe subscribe on YouTube, do all that stuff. It really helps the show out a lot. So first game, Columbus at Buffalo. Um, the big first news note to get to is that Victor Olsen returned for the Sabres on Sunday night um, as they played the Rangers. So that actually kind of gave them a real line one with Tage Thompson, Skinner, and Olofsson, a line that can actually score. Um, might not be the best defensive line in the world, but nevertheless. So, you know, on this slate, I do think that that's going to be a little bit unique and it's really cheap. So um, that Buffalo one should be at least interesting. I don't love the Sabres here. I'm kind of just looking over at how they project. They project kind of second worst on the slate as far as expected goals and, and another metric. So Olofsson is going to help. He's going to make that a little bit better. Um, but I really do like Columbus here just in general as, as a team. Um, they're minus 115 on the road. I think they're the better team. I've kind of been a bit of a Columbus isn't that bad bandwagon person, which I know pretty bold of me. Um, they blew, not really blew, they, they just didn't quite get it done against Vegas. Three to two loss on the road last time out. They actually gave up a shorthanded goal. Not ideal, but they're not a terrible team. I really do think that they have two or three pretty fun, offensively gifted and decent defensemen in Wierenski, Bean, and Boakfist. Boakfist did come back and take the second power play over after he returned. Wierenski, 27 minutes, power play one. Um, that first unit for them of Yorkstrand, Jenner, Sillinger, Voracek, and Wierenski has been really good. I think it'll be, you know, not overlooked on this slate, but Yorkstrand's pretty freaking expensive at 7,100 on DraftKings. I, I think it's kind of one of those plays that you have to stack him. Um, I, I mean, I, if he's going to get there, he's going to double goal. You've got to assume Boone Jenner's there with him at 5,800. Um, so I do think that that's a, it's a fair way to do it. They get big minutes. Um, you know, Jenner had 24 against Vegas, Yorkstrand had 21. So that's kind of a really good way to stack between them. I, I, the Brookstrand two and a half shot line has just been something I've smashed all season long. Um, you know, shot the sites. I saw it, you know, around 130, minus 130. I think it'll stay right around there for as long as we can get it. Um, Victor Olofsson returning does mean that the power play, which saw Tage Thompson taking more shots, is probably in the past in the rear view. So I'm kind of off on all Sabre shot props. I don't like to bet them just because I'm a fan and. Uh, here I am wearing a jersey. Um, so I try to stay away from it. I feel like I'm just, you know, trying to get rid of those biases. Olafson is going to be the guy in the heart that shoots the puck. His shot props have been very hit or miss after a really strong start. So probably a stay away more or less for me. I think this game will have decent pace. Uh, I think Columbus will get a lot of uh, opportunities to score. So I do think it's going to be fair, but Sabres, um, the under probably a little bit more inclined to just take it up plus 100 because if the Sabres goaltending shows up, I think that that, you know, three to one game, that's a, that's a really, really easy thing. I've also just been taking Sabres under a goal in the first period, like a lot, and they seem to like to help me out. So thank you to them. Uh, so game number two, we'll move right over to Anaheim at the Predators. Um, I mean, Anaheim is just the, the, I should call them the Anaheim Troy Terries. 
he just does not stop scoring. It's just downright annoying. Honestly, <laughs> I, I just keep like saying like, there's just no way he could possibly keep this up. There's no way he's shooting almost what um, 30% right now. He last 10 games, he's shooting 30% almost on the season. He is 28% shooting, shoot a uh, shot, you know, so that just absolutely. Un- uh, I mean, unless if he really is that gifted, which is like double OV. So I'm guessing, no, it's probably going to end up going away, but he gets a point every game. I mean, it really has been unbelievably good. You know, the resurgence of Getzlaff, et cetera. It's a good matchup. Um, I, you know, Nashville is not great. They're not the best team in the, in the world. So I do think they have a chance on the road, but plus 130 to hit. And I just really don't see a need to take it. I'm probably not going to touch it myself personally, but I think the Anaheim is the better bet here just because it is plus money. They have been better team. They're finding that scoring, but it does seem fraudulent to me is more or less what I'm getting to. Um, the game is not really my favorite by any measure either. They're both projecting this, you know, both projecting pretty low as far as how fast paced and how tempo this game will be. Um, Nashville just has not been doing that. You know, they try to run their offense through their defense and that's not a good start, but Roman Yossi being that guy is, is you know, he's really, really talented, but I mean, you're really looking for that ceiling game here, which, it can always happen with him, but I'm not, you know, overly bullish on it. I probably X this game out in DFS more or less. I mean, I could consider a couple pieces, but I'm not paying through the nose for Matt Duchesne. I'm not paying through the nose for Troy Terry. So just no, thank you. This game is, is boring. It's not something I, I want to have a lot of money tied into. So um, you're kind of just looking over everything. It's Henrik with Getzloff and Terry. That line's been rolling. Um, it's been getting a ton of minutes. Terry does not play on the power play with either of them. Um, no, he does. He plays with Henry, not gets slapped on the power play, which does kind of hurt their kind of combined upside. Um, the line two is Zegris with Milano and Delorier, but Zegris kind of bounced around a little bit more with Silverberg. Um, so I don't know if they're going to make that change or not. I hope they do. Uh, but yeah, that's what we're looking at there. And uh, Nashville's just, I don't know. I just have no interest in Nashville. Honestly, I, I really don't. Um, they played Montreal last time out. I believe they lost. Yeah, lost six to three. They got caved in on their first line. They scored a couple on the power play. Both were Matthew Shane. Um, Matthew Shane's with Grandlin and Cunning. Yeah, just, no. Okay, we can move on. <laughs> That's just not my favorite game. Um, the next game is Vegas at St. Louis. Now, we can't be certain on this. We may get Max Petretti back. It was the kind of the, the talk of the town on Saturday was, will Petretti return? He did not. Getting closer, there's a bunch of COVID guys. I read through a whole article by one of their peak reporters just trying to figure out if they had any more news. The answer was a pretty big, not really. Um, they're plus 130 on the road against St. Louis. You know, it's one of those things that like, I don't want to bet right now because we don't know what to expect. But if we do get all these guys back and you get Vegas at plus 130, you know, that's a great bet. So it's, it's hard to know. Um, you know, they have Marcheseau out. They have Pacioretty can probably out Theodore is injured, but not on like IR. He did skate um, recently. So he could be like, all these guys are out or not. I don't really know. So what I guess I'm, what I'm getting to is I'm probably not just going to take it at all because there's just no need to put money on something that's so abstract at this point. So probably a fade um, um, for me. I'm not taking St. Louis either for the same reason. Um, The under feels right here, especially if those guys miss but this game does actually have decent pace to it. So you're really hoping that like goaltenders, uh, you're really, I mean, you're betting on the goalies, which is, is, is not one of my favorite things to do. 
But St. Louis projects really, really well here if Vegas has all those guys out um, to maybe be a bit of a sneaky upside spot. Um, they've been pretty decent. I know I talked about it recently, but Boost, uh, yeah, um, Tarasenko with which Bushnevich and Thomas, which I love that line. Um, unfortunately, they don't correlate on the power play. Tarasenko's on one unit and Bushnevich and um, Thomas are on the other with Perenovich, who is really seeing a nice role there. Um, he got 18 minutes last time out, power play two. He's still really, really cheap at 2,900. Hasn't seen much in rates. Um, I did play him in, against San Jose where he got that assist. So good for him getting involved with the offense. He's paired with Falk. He did see some time with Pareko. So it, they, they're really trying to give him the run. And I, you know that's what you want to see out of a guy, a, a punt defenseman. So um, him with like Busnevich, I think is like a nice little two-man cheap stack. Busnevich sub 4K doesn't really feel right to me. Um, Tarasenko, 6,300, one of the better values on the whole slate. So I do think that you could put that together uh, with Perenovich and it's a really nice stack. Um, Brandon Saad was with, Barbashev and Sunkvist, so not on that top line anymore. Cairo moved up. Jordan Cairo at 5K, Perron at 5,500, and O'Reilly at 47 is also just really cheap. You know, I really do think I'm going to end up with some St. Louis stacks because they're so cheap um, on DFS. And kind of going right in, Tarasenko shot prop, you know, two and a half. If you find it there, even if you find it at like three and a half, I think it's not the worst idea in the world, um, depending on what the line is. They haven't always offered it on every site, Tarasenko. I don't know why. He just seems to be like left off once in a while. Um, and then Kairou, in the two games that he's played with Perron and O'Reilly, has really eaten up a lot of Perron's shooting opportunity. Um, Perron got there last time out against Dallas with four shots on goal, but it just doesn't, it just does not feel good to me. So I'm really just looking at Tarasenko in general um, and then kind of looking at some of the point props and seeing if there's any edge I can get there. As far as Vegas, you know, if we get Pacioretty back, the books might not price him correctly for his shot equity. So keep an eye out, you know, in the two games he played, he put what, uh, 13 shots on goal in two games. Um, so yeah, uh, he's really, really freaking good. I would definitely take his prop if he's back. I mean, if he's back, he's good to go. It seems like, so I'm not, I'm not going to think too much on it. Uh, Mark Stone doesn't shoot. He'll be the guy. So let's roll with it. Um, other than that, I guess we should probably touch a little bit more on Vegas. They rolled Dadanoff, Stephenson, Stone, Yanmark, who actually had a monster game, even though he didn't score. He was like really, really, um, he had like expected goals of 0.89, just silly stuff. Um, but yeah, so I, I do think that, you know, there's some value for sure on Vegas. If they, all these guys are out, Stephenson's out 25 minutes, Dadanoff's out 19, um, et cetera. So th there's value here. It's just, I don't know if I really like the matchup. So let's move on to Pittsburgh at Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg was really a tough scheduling loss, um, you know, at Vancouver. Vancouver, if you want to win games, if you just don't take penalties, it seems to be working. They have the worst penalty kill maybe in history in Vancouver, and they stayed out of the box, and they won the game. So, um, then, you know, Winnipeg, like I said, I didn't love that bet just because of the scheduling matchup, but I just was, you know, you know, Vancouver did get the win at home. So, Moving on to this game, though, against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's looked a whole heck of a lot better as of late. They won 2 to nothing against Toronto on Saturday. Uh, Gensel with a goal and Carter with a goal. You know, the top lines are, are looking pretty solid there overall in Pittsburgh now. They're kind of figuring it out, even without Malkin. You know, they're minus 105 on the road. I just think I'd prefer the Winnipeg side, but I'm probably not going to take either just because of how good Pittsburgh's looked as of late. 
Um, I think Winnipeg is also looked really good. They're a good team. Like I think that Winnipeg is one of the sleepers to maybe make a run at this, the whole thing, you know, if they get fully healthy and um, the goaltending clicks, Hellebuck could win them any series. So I love Winnipeg. I love them at home. Minus 115 feels like a good bet. Pittsburgh is clicking though. I just rather not touch it. Um, I'd rather take the over here. I think the overs are really, really strong. If it's five and a half, I love goal upside here. You're really just betting on Jari and, or I mean, don't be Jari and Hellebuck, but that's probably what you're betting on them. Just absolutely, you know, doing them like having up ceiling games um and and stopping that from hitting so i like it a lot um the pittsburgh side's pretty cheap still in general crosby is priced up a little bit out of consideration carter is a great value um at 5600 he's still shooting the lights out of the puck and he's on the first power play so i i don't like one-offs on smaller slates but he does feel like a guy that's probably going to go like sub you know, 10% on a five game or six game slate. I, I don't mind considering that um, even with his line mates who get decent run with him and, and Zucker and um, Kapanen. So on the Winnipeg side, I mean, what we can't say enough good things about Kyle Connor after 19 shots on goal in the, the previous two games, he kind of lays a, an egg, two shots on net one assist against Vancouver. You know, they had played a ton of games in a row. Uh, it was a back-to-back after playing a game against Edmonton the night, the two nights previous, there was overtime involved and just a high scoring affair. So, um, you know, I, I think he'll bounce back here, but 7,800 is pretty steep. Um, he will probably still be on that the uh, Wheeler line. And, and that really does set up nicely for him to be the rate shooter, but the does steal some of his equity. I do think you want to pair them two together. The um, at 6k is, is just fair value. The other line is Cop, Shifley, and, and Ehlers. I think that that line is just as good. We don't know if they changed their power play or not because they didn't run one last game, but all the six of those guys see power play time um, just in different capacities. But, you know, it, I think they're a great bet. Pittsburgh can give up goals in bunches, as we saw before this short little hot streak they got on. And this game projects really well from a pace perspective. So I, you know, I like it just in general um, to, to hit over. Like I said, I think, you know, a guy like Ehlers is – a really strong value when he's on the ice and he's on the power play. He's the guy they want shooting. Normally they kind of keep him away from Connor on the power play, but we've seen him there. So we're just gonna have to wait and see what ends up happening. If they, they normally, the beat reporters are really, really good for Winnipeg. So maybe we'll see um, a power play run in practice, but they didn't practice on Sunday. So I do think uh, Ehlers shot prop bet. I think I go back to Connor, but depending on what it is, um, it, it got priced pretty high just because of how the 19 shot two games uh, that was pretty good for him in general, but, um, you can, you know, and the top six gets so many minutes that you're only talking to any of them getting a point. I bet the a few times in a row now just to get a point because he's just been plus money for no reason. And I don't, it's like, they just don't know he's getting 20 minutes a night and is shooting a lot. I don't know. So next game, Ottawa at Colorado, Colorado just continues to win, even though they are real banged up. They absolutely smacked Seattle, um, seven to three, it was the Burkowski night. It was uh, Makar's night. It, it was just one of those, one of those games where like I, the, the previous Colorado game, I jammed Burkowski. He plays an absolute goose egg. And then the next time I just, I honestly just barely even played that two games later. I mean like one lineup and I'm like, I'm not doing that again. And Burkowski's like, yeah, well, I'm awake. I'm alive. Um, they did, however, keep O'Connor with Rantanen and Landeskog. Kadri was with Burkowski and Yertushkin. But Burkowski was on the top power play with Kadri, Landis, Kog, Makar, and Ranton. And so 
you know, that's kind of how it all got there in the end. Kadri actually played on both units. He never came off the ice on the power play, which is something to keep an eye on. So if they don't get anyone returning, which I believe is almost a definite no on McKinnon, um, he did skate on Sunday, but it's, I would be shocked. I would be really surprised if he's back. It would be quite a turnaround. Um, Ottawa has not played in a while. They had a ton of COVID issues and they, you know, it's been about a week and a half since we've seen them. So I don't know what to expect. Um, we're just going to have to wait and see for tomorrow what they're going to bring. But I do like Colorado here a good bit. You know, the line is minus 350 right now. So uh, why would I bet that? No, thank you. It's hockey. Anyone can win any night. And that's just stupid. I'd almost rather take my money and just put it on Ottawa as like they haven't played in a while. And there's no McKinnon in Colorado. So plus 270 Ottawa, like whatever. Um, I either make a, a good chunk of change or I, I don't. And that's fine by me. Um, I, I don't really play for five bucks. I play to try to actually win some money. So $20, if you bet Ottawa, would pay out $74. Um, $20 if you bet Colorado, hold on one second, $20 would win you $25.71. Like, why would I do that? I, like, I guess as like parlay fodder, you could consider it, but it's just it's adding something to your slip that just feels like it has too much variance. And I just would rather not. And, and I understand how good Colorado has been, but no, nah, it's, it's, it's a good over under Ottawa has enough guys that I think can, can bury pucks like Brady. I just don't really think it's necessary to take that bet um, over under at six. I slightly lean the over still. I mean, both of these teams can score as we, as we know, the pace seems pretty good in this game. Ottawa hasn't played in a while. You know, they'll be, they'll be really excited to get back out there um, on the road in Colorado, as long as the game does play, which as of now it looks good to go. So I like the over. I think that there's definitely a good chance this game could be the one I stack the most from um with some st louis value and others to get what i need to get to uh josh norris might be of interest 5800 is a tough price but he's getting a huge role right now the cheaper option would be a guy like nick paul who has some rate shooting ability from the past we haven't seen it a lot this year um but his role also is increased with batherson being out um so i, I expect those guys will get some power play time and, and be just a little bit overlooked on this slate um logan o'connor priced up a bit um, the other value is, is uh, Stutzla for Ottawa. He had 19 and a half minutes their last time out on the 14th. So it's been exactly a week. He had four shots on goal. I think at 3,500, he's really a, a, a true great value. Um, him and Shabbat should be a nice thing that you could pair together. So yeah, that's that's pretty much that. I haven't really considered many props personally. I don't really know if this game has a lot of like certainty to it. I took the Kadri last time. The last two times out at two and a half, I would do that again in a heartbeat because without McKinnon, he's just getting, like I said, a full run on the power play. You're kidding me. Um, so I guess if you get a power play point prop on Kadri as well, they scored twice and he didn't get one last time. So un unfortunate, but he's playing all of the power play time. So it seems like a fair bet. Um, that also being said, I, I do think you could get a little bit unique and play like Ranton in with um, Landeskog and Kadri, I think that that would be a unique way of doing things that is fine. Um, yeah, unless if Comper comes back, which again, we don't know, but they said he's expected to miss a month and that was like four days ago. So doesn't sound likely. Last game, <clears throat> Carolina. I think it's the last time they're on the West Coast, hopefully. Um, but yeah, Carolina is just an absolute wagon. They're, um, even when they have a absolutely atrocious goaltending night from Anderson, they get the job done against LA. I watched that game on, on Saturday. It was awesome. Seth Jarvis, baby of the year, just continues to score goals. And it's like he only has four and three in a row, but 
he scored in the previous two games. They just called them both back. So he's honestly on an absolute tear. Um, <clears throat> he will not be overlooked at 3,300. It's kind of why I like the pivot play over to a guy like Tim Stutzla, who I think is just a, a better option in, in like a vacuum, but is going to be a much better option because of the ownership. Uh, so yeah, Carolina, get Jarvis with Ajo and Sveshnikov. Um, <clears throat> like if you're playing Jarvis, you just got to play all three. That I guess that's the best way to put it. Like I would not say like, oh, I have exactly 3,500 for a one-off. Ah, Seth Jarvis, perfect. Like I would almost rather just say, well, I'm going to get away from that. Hope he absolutely zeros and Tim Stutzler just completely smashes. Like, I think that's a better avenue for GPPs and, and DFS if you catch my drift. But he is with Ajo and Sveshnikov. So if you take that full line, I think it's real strong. Um, line two, uh, they actually switched it up. I don't know what they're going to go back to normal or not, but it was Niederreiter with Stall and Nechas and then Teravine and Trocek and Fast. So I don't know. Um, we did see Brett Pesci come back and Tony D'Angelo's role decreased mightily. He went back to the 15 minutes. And power play one though. So uh, do do with that what you will. I kind of am Xing him out more or less because I'm just not paying 6,200 for a guy with that's getting 15 minutes of ice time. Even if it's good 15 minutes of ice time, um, no thank you. I would much rather find a better value than that. Um, Brett Pesci did take the second power play unit. He isn't a great rate shooter. Um, he is a guy that definitely could hit the blocks bonus any night out though. So you could maybe talk me into it. Him and uh, Brady Shea were on the ice for three of Carolina's goals. Real strong night from both of them. So he gets the, the minutes, the power play too, but I don't think it's a very great GPP play. Um, his floor just isn't really there either for cash. But if you were to take a guy like, you know, Nachos or Niederreiter or, you know, even Jarvis, like they all correlate on the power play with him. So there's something there. It's a small enough slate that you could like maybe get yourself talking to it, but he's just a really good defenseman in general, Brett Pesci. So him returning is really good for Carolina. So with all that being said, you know, bury the lead, I guess. I do like Carolina here, minus 155. I, I do think they're the better team. The Sharks have been a little bit hit or miss. I think they're decently fraudulent though. We saw that against Washington. They, they buried them four to nothing. Um, I just don't have a lot of faith or time for them. And I think Carolina is a really, really good team. So that being said as well, I like the over. Uh, neither goaltending tandem is, is very good. Uh, Aiden Hill got, like I said, pretty pretty badly beaten up. I don't think James Reimer is quite what his uh, uh, save percentage is indicating either. So, yeah, I just I think this game is real strong over potential. Um, <clears throat> a guy like Barabanov is one of uh, this guy to keep an eye on. He saw 19 minutes and some power play run for San Jose last time out. He's 2700 yeah 2700 real cheap the shooting has just not been there yet but he does profile to be a great shooter in the future so guy i'm keeping an eye on he's with hurdle and gregor balsers was with um Kutcher and timo mayor uh timo mayor shot prop just mortal lock as long as it's two and a half uh he didn't hit it last time though because my well, probably just because i called it a mortal lock right now and then Sveshnikov as well. Both teams push pace pretty good. So I think this game will be a lot of fun. There'll be shots all around. And yeah, um, I don't really know if you need to get cute with it, but I mean, Ajo's shot prop has been something that I've been keeping an eye on um, a bit more, but I do think that all around this game has a lot of DFS goodness. And I, I do think that the Carolina pseudo line two with Trocek and Teravinen might get a bit overlooked. I also really do think that they'll probably bring um, Nechas back to that unit. Okay, I think that'll probably be it. I'll go over a couple of my favorite bets real quick, but I think I'm gone pretty long already. So I think my favorite bet in general, as far as teams and stuff, 
is probably just that Winnipeg. No, not that Winnipeg side. Um, I think Carolina. I think Carolina. I, I don't minus the minus one fifty five isn't fantastic, but I think that that's a real good bet. Um, <clears throat> that's probably the only team that I I feel the best about. And you're getting similar odds with like St. Louis and stuff. Uh, I you know if we get news that Patrick in, I like the Vegas plus one thirty, um, pretty good, and the Anaheim plus one thirty. I not touching the Sabres game at all. Um, the under there for the Sabres game feels good. The over for the Pittsburgh Winnipeg feels real real good. Um, and then I got to see the props tomorrow, but I'm going to shop around and definitely look to get some of the, you know, the, 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 the last three games I talked about the Winnipeg game, the Colorado game and the San Jose game, I think have the best pace potential. So I'm going to be trying to get some shot props in those. Okay. So that'll probably be everything. I'll get you guys out of here and enjoy your Monday. Um, rate review, you know, all the stuff. Thank you. Have a wonderful slate. Mm-hmm.